good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, it's breakfast somewhere, so eat up. Welcome to Breakfast with Vinny. Food for thought. Happy New Year. The New Year. It has excitement, anticipation, and hope for a new beginning. And often has anxiety wrapped with it simultaneously in a strange dance. Sometimes just dread. It's a restart into the unknown. Again. So it's no surprise that it's accompanied with fear. Fear of the unknown. We'll often try mantras and and or a number of other similar balms to assuage our feelings as we try to feign the bravery and see through confidence that often comes with that uncertain decision to step through door number whatever from which there's no turning back, at least not until the same time next year. At that appointed time marker of the new year, that marker of another chance. The only thing to fear is fear itself, were FDR's famous and inspiring words. Inspiring indeed, especially in that context and that time from that leader, from that leader from whom it was sorely needed to be heard and so empowering coming from leadership that we all counted on and in whom we placed our hope. And speaking of hope, it's a time when hope is most full, present and ready to be proven right. Hope that may have began before the previous year end, gestating before the end and born to the beginning of the new. And while hope may seem to carry no certainty of its own other than giving us something or some things for wish to wish. It's also an expectation that casts doubt on that uncertainty, providing a confidence that there is a chance. It has its own beauty, its own wisdom. And if we don't seem to have anyone to lead us with confidence or anything from which we can seem to draw that courage, then we might do well to look inside ourselves for the voice of that guidance that transcendent voice that leads us without deception, only asking us to trust it. And we can also learn how to navigate through the fear pragmatically so that we have the developed tools to do so. First, we have to stare the fear in the face and not back down. Even though we're frightened, we have to go with it, not away from it. We need to do the task at hand despite the fear, not without it, despite it. It may happen in stages and eventually become a skill that's instantly available. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it will always and permanently eliminate fear either. It just means that it can be managed and that one's functioning is not impaired by it. Maybe even enhanced by it. Fear can be channeled into an excitement that can be viewed as a positive excitement of the moment as in performing at a concert. The stage fright may never go away, but it can be something that doesn't impair you or it may in fact just go away. The point is to embrace it and function. In short, face the fear and do it anyway. Now, yes, this is often easier said than done. And I don't say this professing to be some sort of unflappable medicine man, but I can speak from experience that I feel is valuable, not only because it worked for me, but because I've shared that same fear with others that have also walked the same tightrope between buildings without a net and watch them do the same thing to get the same result. One could say it is or was out of necessity. Do or die, so to speak. I remember my first clinic. I had to be talked out of my hotel room for an hour. 
I just did not want to go out there. But eventually I did. And when I went on stage and began, I realized after a while that the bark was present, but there was no bite. And eventually the barking stopped as I stared it down and I did what I went there to do. But that dog became my companion. Yet it was the kind of companion with which you could never become completely friendly. It suffered too much abuse before you took ownership. A mean guard dog that could snap at any moment. Yet it followed you around everywhere. That is often what stage fright can be. It can be something that never ever completely goes away. It's just that rescue dog that you have this apprehension about the possibility of getting bitten at any moment. But it's dependent on you. And it's shown that with a certain relationship, it won't bite and you won't let it bother you. And then it's time to take the stage and begin. Well, the stage fright dog is laying down on the side of the stage where the audience can't see it. But now there's something else entirely. It may be said to be a continuation of stage fright, but I sometimes see it as another separate beast. Stage fright can happen sometime before you're due to go on stage and present itself as a kind of a blind apprehension, an aimless feeling of indirect and hard-to-locate fear that doesn't seem to have any specific target or origin or even a reason to be. It's just fear. But when you go up there, this other gripping realization of reality takes place. This realization that you actually jumped out of the plane and you actually have to pull the chute and what if it doesn't open, etc., etc., etc. You can and do train for it, but nothing is quite like doing it without the net. Parkour. Just concrete and dangerous height and terrain. No room for error there. No second chances there. But on stage, there's a difference. You will live. That's the difference. You will live. And you can make mistakes and just keep on going. Just keep going. And you can make a mistake and move on. Or you can, depending on the context, turn it into a creative statement, a jazz statement, if you will, any number of things. You can be forgiven. You can be forgiven when mistakes are actual, honest mistakes, not revelations of fakery. No, just honest mistakes. Those that aren't followed by obligatory, disingenuous apologies for manipulation's sake. People aren't stupid. It's not that difficult to see through that if you're remotely paying attention. Honest ones, they, they don't even require an apology, really. Not if they're followed by the courage to keep going and leave it in the rearview mirror in a cloud of dust. It shows our humanity and vulnerability in the most genuine way. The audience sees that we're all vulnerable and human. The person we're watching on stage isn't immune to it. In fact, in some way, it actually brings us closer together. It reveals and gives us that shared humanity. But it also can be violated or misused. Otherwise, it will also backfire as quickly as the disingenuous apology. Using mistakes to create some sort of shield against criticism or evoke pathos, again, people will rightfully feel swindled. So be honest with yourself. Know that you're going into the unknown and you feel scared. Okay, that's step one, as we've seen. Then once you've dived in head first, it really is sink or swim. And as you're up there in the moment, in flow, in process, unimpeded, 
by thought that interrupts the flow, then as you are in that zone of creativity and as you are in the process of creating, then you'll realize that there really are no mistakes in that place. You're going for things, so you don't even consider mistakes. Once you realize that, then you'll be able to navigate with bravery and a confidence that enables you to stay in flow. Even if you're in a concert or recording and you're executing written parts and you execute incorrectly, you keep going and realize that you will live. Just keep going with confidence. Life will continue. It won't be derailed by that so-called mistake. People generally want to get through things together and then get to the after-show gathering to laugh and exhale together. In fact, once you actually immerse yourself in the sink or swim actual situation, you'll see that no conditioned thoughts that might have fueled an irrational fear can really take hold. Not when you're up there and you're actually doing it, actually swimming. Again, you can feign drowning to try to get rescued, but the difference is you will live. You won't drown. Even if the fear seems crippling, you're not underwater, nor are you careening towards earth in the air from 5,000 feet with no chute. No matter how you may try and rationalize a situation to appease some irrational fear, you'll live. At worst, you may sabotage yourself and get fired. If that happens, then you have other issues to address. So again, what I'm saying in a general and well-applied sense has been proven. It's like teaching a child how to ride a bike. I don't know if there are 75 accepted yet completely different concise methods of teaching a child how to ride a bike. The basic situational dynamics usually occur with all of us, and the usual methods apply to all of us. You just have to learn to balance and gain speed and stop and turn on your own. Full stop. There is no way around it. Again, it's immersive. On a similar note of not allowing irrational thoughts to throw you off balance, can you imagine if a child didn't attempt to walk at all until after the child could speak and understand language well enough to hold a conversation. And then with one or both parents present, the attempt to walk went something like this. Child overtly attempts to rise from a crawl to an upright position. Parent or parents see this and suddenly begin speaking to the child. One says, okay, okay, you can do this one foot at a time up on the right leg, and make sure you use your palms on the floor to assist. Remember, palm assist, very important. And then the other parent chimes in with, no, 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 no. One palm on the knee and the other on the floor. And now the child doesn't know who to please and is not using his or her own agency nor developing any sense of themselves in space and doubts the very things he, she is doing and more concerned with listening to this conflict than listening to themselves and trusting themselves. And okay, you get the ridiculous point I'm making here. But maybe it's not so ridiculous after all. So, I won't pretend to be fearless, nor will I pretend to even be able to walk through the door of any situation that may be fearful. But I can speak of the experience I've had as a professional in professional situations that may be helpful. The messages here are really to see how we are all mired in uncertainty 
when faced with the unknown future. Some just hide it better than others, even if it's hidden in arrogance. But we all share the same condition. So I can only hope that we somehow all draw the strength and find the ability to face that unknown future with the means to go through the fear, not away from it, and be its master to enable us to be our best functioning selves, our best reasoning selves, and to have faith in our intuition as well, and to be our best creative selves. And once we can do that, I believe we can better function as a system and as a society and a fellowship of humans. And with that, I wish you all a very, very happy and healthy new year. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of Breakfast with Vinny.